Hello and happy Tuesday. This is On the Trail. My name is Gabriel Piemonte. Today is September 25th, 2018. And this is the podcast for the campaign to elect Gabriel Piemonte. I'm running for Alderman of the 5th Ward. And today we're going to talk about mayoral candidate Lori Lightfoot. And then we're going to get into the second part of an ongoing conversation about local economy. So... Tony Preckwinkle announced last Thursday that she is running for mayor. It took a very short amount of time before people started speculating that Lori Lightfoot would no longer be in the running for mayor. And I think that it's odd that of all of the candidates that could have been sort of picked off in a speculative way in response to Cook County Board President Tony Preckwinkle's announcement, that Lori Lightfoot would be picked, first of all, because there's a superficial resemblance between the two candidates. And so I just find it strange, maybe creepy is even the better word, that when one African-American woman with a a short haircut announces that she's going to run for mayor, the other African-American woman with a short haircut is thought to be dropping out. I think that that's just real typical of the most surface, most superficial kind of coverage that you could possibly anticipate from major media in the city. I just want to read Lori Lightfoot's tweet in response to these rumors swirling around from Michael Sneed's column in the Sun-Times and elsewhere, where she says, I got into this race before it was easy, and even in a growing field, I am the only candidate who represents an independent, forceful voice for change. I've been fighting hard ever since I entered the race in May, and no matter who jumps in now, I'm in this to the finish line. And by the way, when she got in it in May, there was an article that appeared in also in the Sun-Times that essentially said, how could she possibly win? What would be her path to victory? And I just think there's a strange kind of skepticism about this particular candidacy coming from that uh, news source. So yesterday we talked a little bit about the economic rupture that our communities are in, and I stated my belief that this is intentional, and I think it's pretty easy to make the case that it's intentional and to talk about why that is. Today I want to talk about some of the ways in which wealth is extracted directly from our communities, and this is going to help to set the stage for a practice really getting deep into a, talking about a practice that I call extractive investment. So it's a kind of contradictory sounding term, but the idea that people say they're investing in our communities, but actually wealth is stripped out of our communities when they do. And so I want to first talk about some things that happen in our neighborhoods di- at a disproportionate rate than other neighborhoods, and as a result, lead to dramatic drops in ownership and uh, weakened um, state of of asset retention. And so first, we need to talk about in our residential, you know, we've had since 2005 nearly 4,000 foreclosures in the Fifth Ward. The number of those that involved fraudulent mortgages is extremely high. The exact number is hard to really establish, but it's just based on the patterns that we've seen across the country. We know that we've been presented with illegal mortgages. 
And so, for example, I have a friend who's a lawyer who does work on the South Side who, at the beginning of the crisis in 2008, all he was doing, his practice was entirely consisting of fighting back against these these fraudulent mortgage loans. And the, and the thing the thing is, what he recognized and what some other people were well aware of too at the time is the profound impact it has to go from building an asset like a home into getting that stripped away from your family. So that's a big part of it. We also know that in our commercial corridors, there is pressure during those economic downturns that makes it hard for somebody who does not necessarily have the assets to begin with that allow them to withstand downturns. And I talked a little bit about this yesterday, that we don't necessarily have as many people willing to loan. We've lost our local financial institution. That there are many factors that mean that we don't have already the the bulwark to defend us in these tough times that people eventually collapse as a result of that pressure in the commercial corridors and ended up selling their properties to folks who lived outside of the city and even outside of the state. Now, there are also, those are instances where we're losing some really important basic assets, physical, tangible property that was in the hands of many more local folks than before the these crises then have them now. But there are also other elements that feed into this sort of thing. And so, for example, the fact that African Americans are often the first fired in a company when there is an economic downturn is a big factor because that's obviously creating crisis on top of crisis if you're dealing with a fraudulent uh, mortgage loan or if you're part of a family that's trying to keep a commercial property afloat. The fact that people are paid less based on race is a tremendous issue. And then if you're also a woman, you're dealing with a a kind of double whammy where you're really not getting nearly the resources that other people are getting. You're not necessarily getting the benefits that other, other people are getting. Because what is happening in the case of those first two instances where we're breaking down impact on property is that somebody's buying that property. And it's not somebody in the neighborhood. It's somebody outside the neighborhood. And then in in looking at things that happen to us individually in terms of employment, once again, because we don't have those assets on the level that we want to, we end up really dealing with a a much weaker safety net to begin with. And then as these crises get worse, it exacerbates those problems. I'm Gabriel Piamonti. My website is gabrielpiamonti.com. You can go to that site. You can click on volunteer. You can click on donate. We're in petition season, so it would be terrific to have you out helping us with signatures. Money, of course, always helps, so please feel free to do either of those things if, if the spirit moves you when you're able. Again, GabrielPiamonti.com. Thanks a lot for listening.